who is the founder acharya of iskon and my beloved spiritual master so with his grace we were able to speak a little bit on bhagavad gita and uh, only by his inspiration that i am able to speak a little bit on bhagavad gita so let's uh, chant the pranam mantras all of you kindly join your palms with me and let's begin the pranam mantras all right so please repeat dev maybe you can just unmute yourself and uh, that way i'll get some feedback so it will be nice so you can unmute yourself and uh, you can chant the mantras along with me yes namo vishnu padaya namo vishnu padaya krishna prishtaya bhutale krishna prishtaya bhutale श्रीमते भक्ति वेदांत श्रीमते भक्ति वेदांत स्वामिन नितिनामिने स्वामिन नितिनामिने नमस्ते सारस्वते देवे नमस्ते सारस्वते देवे गौरवाणी प्रचारिणे गौरवाणी प्रचारिणे निर्विशेषाशून्यवादी निर्विशेषाशून्यवादी पाश्चातदेशतारिणे पाश्चातदेशतारिणे जय श्री कृष्ण चैतन्य जय श्री कृष्ण चैतन्य प्रभु नित्यानंद प्रभु नित्यानंद श्री अद्वैत गदाधरा श्रीवासादी गौरभक्त वृंदा श्रीवासादी गौरभक्त वृंदा नमो महावदन्याय नमो महावदन्याय कृष्ण प्रेम प्रदायते कृष्ण प्रेम प्रदायते कृष्णाय कृष्ण चैतन्य कृष्णाय कृष्ण चैतन्य नाम्ने गौरत्विषे नमः नाम्ने गौरत्विषे नमः नमो ब्रह्मण्य देवाय नमो ब्रह्मण्य देवाय जगद्धिताय कृष्णाय जगद्धिताय कृष्णाय गोविंदाय नमो नमः गोविंदाय नमो नमः हे कृष्णा करुणा सिंधो कृष्णा करुणा सिंधो दीनबंधो जगतपते 
बंदो जगतपते गोपेश गोपिका कांत गोपेश गोपिका कांत राधा कांत नमोस्तुते तप्तकांचन गौरांगी तप्तकांचन गौरांगी राधे वृंदावनेश्वरी राधे वृंदावनेश्वरी वृषभानु सुते देवी वृषभानु सुते देवी प्रणमामी हरि प्रिये प्रणमामी हरि प्रिये वांचा कल्पतरुभ्यस्य वांचा कल्पतरुभ्यस्य कृपा सिंधुभ्ये वचा कृपा सिंधुभ्ये पतितनाम पावने भ्यो पतितनाम पावने भ्यो वैष्णवे भ्यो नमो नमः वैष्णवे भ्यो नमो नमः हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे हरे Hare Krishna, welcome back all of you for the Bhagavad Gita study circle. We also have uh, Hina Mataji joining us, we have Achyutanji joining us and we also have Kaushik from California also joining us. Wonderful. So nice to have all of you today. It's been uh, nice to have uh, all of you again uh, together. I started uh, the session a little early because we have another session at 11. So maybe another week or two we will have uh, the session starting at 9.30 and if this is comfortable for all of you then maybe we can continue to have the same time going forward because I think that way it will be easy for Kaushik also to join from California. It will be a little early for him. So in the last session, let's have a quick recap. We discussed some very very important aspects because uh, Krishna was explaining what is the main obstacle for all of us to do dhyana? Because we are in the 6th chapter and 6th chapter is dealing with dhyana yoga, meditation. And Krishna is going to explain the process of ashtanga yoga. So he explained what is the main obstacle for us to perform or to have meditation in our life. Because... He has explained to us that how there is a lower stage of realization or spiritual process that is Yogha Ruruksho. Yogha Ruruksho is the initial stage and Yogha Rudo stage which is the topmost stage where you have realized the Supreme Lord. So if you have to move from Yoga Ruruksho stage 
to the stage of yoga ruda then you need to perform dhyana and the main obstacle for doing this will be your own mind because mind is untrained this mind can act like a vairi or it can act like a bandhu and we understood how this is possible to perform dhyana we need to have hridaya samskara unless your heart is transformed with all that spiritual knowledge you will not be able to perform dhyana right so hridaya samskara should happen and that comes very easily by serving the vaishnavas only when we serve the great vaishnavas it becomes so easy for all of us to have that hridaya samskara the transformation of heart right so we need to perform all the sadhana completely every day and then we also understood that how krishna is referring to atma atma can refer to body it can refer to the mind and it can also refer to the soul so in the previous uh, uh, shloka we understood that how uh, controlling the mind is like getting the driving license you know first you get the learner's license and then you get the permanent license so in this stage of uh, bhakti yoga also there is yoga ruruksha the initial stage which is the learning license and then we get the permanent license which is yoga ruda stage so now in today's uh, shloka krishna is further going to elaborate certain very important aspect if a person is able to control his mind then what will happen because mind is the obstacle but if you overcome the disturbance of the mind then what an amazing uh, how productive you will become not just materially spiritually also there is so much gain that you will get because most of the people are unproductive because of the disturbed mind right so krishna is saying if you somehow attain that stage of uh, having the tranquility then you see what will happen so let's see what krishna is going to explain let's see what is in the chat section everybody saying hare krishna all right so quickly let's go to this shloka and uh, uma kumar since you were the first one to join please unmute yourself and let's chant yes, this particular shloka the seventh shloka yes, जीतात्मन प्रशात जीतात्मन जीतात्मन वंडरफुल For one who has conquered the mind, the super soul is already reached. For he has attained tranquility. To such a man, happiness and distress, heat and cold, honor and dishonor, are all the same. Wonderful. Thank you so much. So, 
जीतात्मनः प्रशांतस्या प्रशांतहा सो व्हेन यू कंकर योर माइंड व्हेन ऑल ऑफ अस व्हेन वी ट्राई एंड वी कंकर आवर माइंड कंकर आवर माइंड मींस द माइंड इज कंप्लीटली अंडर आवर कंट्रोल देन व्हाट हैपेंस इज प्रशांतस्या द आउटकम ऑफ having the controlled mind is prashantaha you will become very very peaceful we all will become deeply peaceful and is that not what we are actually looking for the whole world is actually looking for peace but they have no clue how to attain that supreme peace so krishna is sharing a secret here he is saying that if you want to actually achieve attain prashantasya you want to be peaceful then actually first control your mind right so when we become expert in controlling the mind then automatically you have attained the stage of spirituality you have actually realized god god realization is not very difficult for a person who has already conquered the mind because 90% of god realization has to do with controlling the mind <laughs> what is actually stopping us from realizing god or krishna is actually this mind so moment to control or have this mind under your control then what happens is you have realized god you you are you are almost done you know you are seeing krishna face to face paramatma samahitaha see when you become peaceful then krishna will be very clearly visible to us in our heart because krishna is dealing with dhyana yoga dhyana means what you have to do meditate on the paramatma sitting in your heart so if your mind is always always disturbed how can you see just like the very beautiful example prabhupada also gives when there is the water and it's very still then you can see the reflection of the moon very clearly but if you throw a stone and it creates the ripples when there are ripples in the water you cannot see the moon clearly right so the parmatma is right there in our heart but because our mind is having so many ripples ripples created by the desires material desires we are unable to see the paramatma so what happens is when you actually control this mind and you become prashantaha krishna is also saying sheetoshna sukadukkeshu sheeta ushna sheeta means cold ushna means heat so sheetoshna means this is at the level of body gross body sheeta ushna heat and cold is experienced at the level of this material body isn't it so at this level of um, material existence you you will be unaffected by sheeta ushna heat and cold you will not be bothered about heat and cold right sukha dukkheshu sukha and dukha is experienced at the level of mind mind is where you experience sukha and dukha most of the feelings right sukha feeling the feeling of dukha is all there in the mind so you are becoming completely unattached to the bodily sheeto ushna at the mental level you are becoming neutral to sukha and dukha created in the mind and not just that tata manapamanayoho at the level of false ego whether somebody glorifies you or somebody defames you you are undisturbed just see mana or apamana at the level of ego you are undisturbed your ego is not hurt why because you have attained the supreme peace you have become prashantaha 
So if you are actually getting disturbed by Shita Ushna, heat and cold, somewhere you are traveling and then you go to a new place and it's quite hot there and you're getting disturbed and you're cursing the heat and all those things, that means you're still not become Prashantaha. That's an indication. And somebody told you maybe some uh, good feeling came, some bad feeling came because somebody, not somebody, because you did something right or wrong and that Sukha and Dukha is completely wavering you, your mind, then that is an indication that you're still not Prashantaha. Somebody told you, criticized you and you took it to heart and you are totally disturbed and you are constantly focusing on that one statement that somebody did and you lost complete control over your mind. It's a very clear indication that you are not Prashantaha. So we have not reached that state of Prashantaha. Right? So, if we have to become completely uh, immune from all these Shita, uh, Ushna, Sukha, Dukha and Mana, Apamana, then we have to get into Dhyana, meditation. See, please understand all of you. You know, in materially speaking also, there are some tablets when you take the sleeping pills, you get very good sleep for few hours. You know, a small tablet can actually make you sleep for few hours, undisturbed sleep. Then there is also that anesthesia people, doctors use and you get operated and you are completely, your body becomes numb or at least that specific part of your body becomes numb and you don't feel any pain or pleasure there, right? Because of the anesthesia man. And then there are also, there are certain oils, you know, those oils you apply to the body and uh, if there is fire on your body, your skin will not burn. You will not have any burn on your skin. Because the oils have that potency. So if a small tablet, if little anesthesia and this some oil can have so much of effect that it can make you numb from all the material things, the pain and pleasure, sukha and dukkha, just imagine dhyana is also a powerful anesthetic agent. When you actually get into dhyana, you will be completely numb you become numb to Shita, Ushna, Sukha, Dukkha, Mana, Apamana. See? That is Prashantasya. That's why Krishna is telling you do Dhyana. See, when you become very absorbed in Dhyana, you are taking that anesthesia of Dhyana, then you are completely numb to all these material things. So it's a good thing to become numb to all this Shita, Ushna, Sukha, Dukkha and Mana, Apamana. So is that not a great thing? How to do? By controlling the mind. And how do we control the mind? That we are doing day after day, chanting the holy names of Krishna, mantra, it is controlling the mind gradually, but it is doing its work, it is definitely affecting you. So gradually, when you become Krishna conscious fully, you will become Prashantasya. All your karma baggage that you have bought and your prarabdha karma is hitting you time and then, now and then, each one of us, each one of us are actually having our own baggage of karma. When the karma baggage is coming and hitting us and it is actually giving us these kind of pains, we will be prashantasya because we are situated properly. At least theoretically we have situated, if not realized. So if theoretically if we are, it is giving us so much of peace, just imagine once you realize 
the effect of the chanting and the effect of uh, realizing God, becoming Krishna conscious, that realization of God, imagine how much Prashanta you will become. That is what the great devotees were there, right? Prabhupada, when he was traveling at the age of 70, so much of disturbance, even the first year in US, so much difficulty he faced. But he was Prashantasya. Prahlad Maharaj, his own father is trying so many different ways to kill him. Prashantasya. Dhruva Maharaj, he also, so much of tapasya he did, six months constantly. But Prashantasya. Great devotees were like Haridas Thakur. He was insulted and he was beaten in 22 marketplaces. Haridas Thakur, who is Namacharya. He was beaten. 22 marketplaces he was being dragged. But still, he did not care about mana and apamana. So, because they were prashantasya. So, this is the effect of being prashantasya. Is it not? So, very nice. So, let's go to the next uh, verse. We will chant the 8th verse now. So, Dev, you can unmute yourself and let's chant the 8th verse. Yes, Jnana Vijnana Triptatma Jnana Vijnana Triptatma Kutastho Vijitendriya Kutastho Vijitendriya Yukta Ittuchyate Yogi Yukta Ittuchyate Yogi Samaloshtrasma Kaschanaha Samaloshtrashma Kaschanaha We'll do it once again. Jnana Vijnana Triptatma Jnana Vijnana Triptatma Kutastho Vijitendriyaha Kutastho Vijitendriyaha Yukta Yitvuchyate Yogi Yukta Yitvuchyate Yogi Samaloshtrashma Kanchanaha Samaloshtrashma Kanchanaha Wonderful. Please read the translation. A person is said to be established in self-realization and is called a yogi or mystic when he is fully satisfied by virtue of acquired knowledge and realization. Such a person is situated in transcendence and is self-controlled. He sees everything, whether it pebbles, stones, uh, whether it be pebbles, stone, uh, stones or gold, as Prabhuji, you can't see the last word. Okay, gold as the same. Okay, I think because of there is no problem, no problem. All right. So this is again a very interesting uh, sloka, and Krishna is explaining. See how there will be a people who have attained this stage, what will be his consciousness, the kind of uh, experiences this person will have. And just imagine we coming in contact with such people, what a great thing that will be, right? So, let us understand. So, Krishna is saying that anybody who has come to this state of tranquility. Tranquility means what? You know, we have seen the flame in our diya or in our uh, 
candle when we light the fire, candle light or the lamp that we acquire, you see the flame is burning and even the slightest wind, even if you breathe, you can actually, if your, your exhalation can actually cause the flame to waver, is it not? So similarly, a yogi, a mystic has to maintain his tranquility completely undisturbed like the flame. Even the slightest desires, material desires can waver him. So it's not so easy. You know, you can imagine a flame, to keep a flame undisturbed, it's a great task because the wind is blowing everywhere constantly. So now, our mind is also, is like a flame. So while doing dhyana, you should be like that, very stable, without being disturbed by all the material desires. So when you actually attain that undisturbed state like the flame, then you will become triptatma. Triptatma means your happiness is not based on any external things, people or any object. Triptatma means you are completely self-satisfied. The source of your happiness is not external but it is internal. That is Triptatma. How many of you want to become Triptatma? Please say yes in the comment section. How many of you want to become Triptatma? Each one of us, right? We all want to become Triptatma. Yes, definitely. Devi is saying, Hinamadar is saying, Kaushik, everybody. So Triptatma means, just imagine the source of your happiness is nothing external. Oh, this particular uh, gadget will give me happiness. My husband or wife will give me happiness. My children will give me happiness. No. You will take care of all these people and things, but you are not dependent on these people for your happiness. That is the meaning of Triptatma. Why? Because the source of happiness is Krishna. He is sitting in your heart as Paramatma. So, the yogi, a mystic, he is actually connecting himself. He's already got connected with the source of happiness. Now he doesn't want anyone else for the source of his happiness. He has the ultimate source of happiness. Satchit Ananda Rupa is in front of him. So that is why he is Triptatma. He is completely satisfied. So as long as we are seeking happiness externally, it is an indication again that we are not connected with Krishna yet. So the more you internalize and see that yes, I should not depend on all, be dependent on all these things for my happiness. I should be dependent on Krishna. When Krishna becomes our source of happiness, that is Triptatma. Otherwise, although we all want to become Triptatma, everybody in this world is running day and night, all the 9 to 5 jobs, the business people, the sports people. You take anyone, everybody wants to become a Triptatma, but they are not able to achieve that state because it is minus Krishna. Their life is minus Krishna. So they cannot become Triptatma. They are disconnected from the source. That is the unfortunate thing. So Krishna is saying, Kutastaho. Kutastaha means one who has attained that perfection. Kutastaha, Krishna is using as an adjective 
टू रेफर टू योगी कुफेक्ट योगी Krishna is saying that very beautifully that this person will look at pebbles, stones, and gold on equal platform, right? Just imagine what a powerful thing it is. I told this earlier also. If I take a stone and I throw at you, then Nachutan Ji will say, "Oh, Prabhu Ji, what are you doing?" Right? Maybe Ved is not here. Just see if Ved was here, and you know, I throw a stone at him. He will say, "Prabhu ji, please don't throw stone, right?" But if I throw a gold, a block of gold, the gold biscuits at him, then what will happen? Ved will say, "Oh, Prabhu ji, please, why one? I'll catch all of them. You throw more and more stones, the gold stones." So what is happening? We are not on the equal platform, seeing the stone and the gold on equal platform. So you cannot do dhyana, isn't it? So it is very difficult for us to see the stone and gold. You see how this all the jewelry shops will be filled with people. Any gold shop, people are so attracted to gold. But for a yogi, it is matter whether it is stone, pebble, or gold. it is dead matter for him he is not dependent on these things for his happiness gold will not give him any happiness that doesn't mean that we will uh, you know not use gold we will use gold even in the temples we use gold but for krishna using gold for krishna it's not it's a valuable thing gold is a valuable thing we appreciate that but we are not dependent on it for our happiness that is the difference. so many people they buy gold but what do they do they simply lock and keep it they don't even wear because they have the fear of getting uh, it stolen by someone right so all these fears see moment you get attached or you are uh, depending on some external source for your happiness moment you depend on them it also comes with an attachment of fear oh what if i lose it right people or thing you get attached to it then automatically you have the fear the fear of losing it but see getting attached to krishna you don't have the fear of losing him because he is sachidananda he is always eternal we are eternal so you are connecting to a limitless source of happiness so that is what we have to understand and how do we begin this so krishna prabhupada in the purport is saying he is very beautifully explaining that how krishna prabhupada is saying that अत श्रीकृष्ण नादि न भवे ग्रायमिंद्रेहिंद्रेहिंद्रेहिंद्रेहिंद्रेहिंद्रेहिंद्रेहिंद्रेहिंद्रेहिंद्रेहिंद्रेहिंद्रेहिंद्रेहिंद
we have become vimukh we are not seeing krishna krishna is here we are here but we are looking somewhere else we are not looking towards krishna he is right there in our heart but we are not looking at him so we are vimukh right but when you use your tongue by chanting the holy names slowly we were vimukh we will slowly become unmukha we will start looking at krishna sevon mukho hi jivadho by serving krishna how do we serve by chanting the holy names we are serving krishna so from vimukh we are becoming unmukha so then what will happen is swayam eva spurakyadaha when you remember krishna smaranam actually we consciously think of krishna smaranam means what when you are thinking suppose you are at one place and today you are one of your relative is traveling somewhere or is in some other place you are doing smaranam of that person smaranam of that person means you are consciously thinking of that person so when you consciously think about krishna it gives you some joy ah yeah krishna is there so what is happening here is you are putting your effort your conscious effort to think about krishna that is smaranam but here in this state of when you become a triptatma actually it is swayam eva spurtyadaha spurti it is not smaranam it is spurti spurti means you are simply quiet when you are quiet krishna is giving you that joy krishna is completely flooding you with bliss that is purashtadaha that is the compassion of the lord when the source of happiness is flooding you with happiness that is called spurti you are not putting any conscious effort but krishna will make you happy what an amazing thing it is now we are struggling to become happy we have to work hard to become happy but when you get connected with krishna spurachadaha it descends not just descends it will flood you with happiness ha is that not what we're looking for unlimited happiness so this is where we should understand that krishna is ready to give us all this source of happiness he is wanting all of us to become triptatma that is possible if you start chanting sevon muke hi jivadha and you start seeing matter as matter whether it is gold silver or platinum you will see everything equal vision with equal vision and doesn't mean that you will uh, disrespect or you will undervalue those things you will still value them but you will not be dependent once it so happened that prabhupad was building a temple in uh, vrindavan i think and those days getting uh, cement was a very big task getting cement was not so easy those days it had to be transported from very far away place and then getting that itself is a big task and once you get it you need to utilize it properly optimally all these things right so when prabhupada was there in vrindavan and uh, the truck load of cement came to the temple premises then prabhupada personally stood there and he was actually counting all the bags and he was ensuring that it is all kept properly safely now the devotees the disciples were thinking oh what is this prabhupad uh, is he not on the equal vision like uh, seeing the stones and pebbles and gold on the equal platform and here he is uh, counting the bags of cement no that is not the thing the thing is prabhupad he is knowing he has he self realized soul but this is for the service of krishna the cement is actually for the service of krishna so prabhupada was ensuring that nothing goes waste 
It is Krishna's property and has to be utilized in Krishna's service. That was Krishna's, that is Prabhupada's mood. So, all these things we have to balance and we have to understand in proper perspective. So, all of us, let us try to become Trittatma. We have tried enough of all these material things. We have been dabbling with all the material things for many, many years now and decades now. This is the time to turn inwards. Let us not have any hope on any external object or people for our source of happiness. Believe me, happiness can come only when we are connected with Krishna. Otherwise, uh, it's all waste. We will be uh, losing this human form of life in striving to get all these material things. And people are running crazily behind all these things to become happy. They are so much distracted. They are totally diverted and deviated from the actual path of happiness. So, let us focus inwards, right? So, this is what Krishna has explained here. And let's now go to the next verse, very important verse again, the ninth verse. So, Ashutanji, please unmute yourself and let's chant the ninth verse. Okay. Yes. Can you see it now? Yes. Great. Surat Mitra Udasina Surat Mitra Udasina Madhyastha Dvesha Bandushu Madhyastha Dvesha Bandushu Sadhushva Picha Papeshu Sadhushva Picha Papeshu Sama Buddhir Vishishyate once again, Surut Mitra Udasina. Surut Mitra Udasina. Madhyastadvesha Bandushu. Madhyastadvesha Bandushu. Sadhushva Picha Papeshu. Sama Buddhir Vishishyate. Please read the translation. A person is considered still further advanced when he regards honest well-wishers, affectionate benefactors, the neutral, the mediators, the envious, friends and enemies, the pious and the sinners, all with an equal mind. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. So, for the advancement, so Krishna is saying that a yogi, when he becomes further advanced in his realization, after becoming Triptatma, what is happening is, he will see all types of people on equal vision, with equal vision. So what is this now? Let us understand. So Krishna is explaining about different types of people that we come across in our life, right? In our life, we come across so many different types of people. So basically, what are the types of people that we come across? Surat. Who is a Surat? So, Krishna is explaining here, who is a Surat? Who is a Surat? One who is always helping us, who is always doing some upkara to us, unconditionally just for the sake of helping us 
he is always doing good to us he is a well wisher he is a benefactor and he is always there to support us such a person who is helping us unconditionally who is doing upkara to us unconditionally is called suhrat so you can also have the list of people with whom you interact on a day to day basis and now you can actually categorize these people and understand who is actually a surat in your life and see who it is very few people you will have and then who is the next one mitraha who is a mitraha let us understand who is a mitraha one who actually helps us in difficulty when we are about to uh, uh, face some very grave situation suppose we are meeting coming uh, uh, very close to death and uh, we are about to meet with some accident or some very serious thing in our life something we have met with some great accident and lot of problems are going on and that time when somebody comes and helps us to come out of that problem is actually called a mitraha मृयमाणाम त्रायते इति मित्रः मृयमाणाम सो व्हेन यू आर एक्चुअली फेसिंग डेथ लाइक सिचुएशंस एंड देयर इज अ पर्सन हु कम्स एंड पुल्स यू आउट ऑफ दैट डिफिकल्ट सिचुएशन देन दैट पर्सन बिकम्स अ मित्रः राइट अ वेरी इंपॉर्टेंट थिंग सो यू कैन आल्सो सी हु इज अ मित्रः इन योर लाइफ यू कैन कैटेगराइज सी हाउ मेनी पीपल आर देयर हु इज अ रियल मित्रः दिस इज अ डेफिनेशन then there is udasinaha udasina means he is a neutral person he has no opinions about us he is non judgmental he is just not bothered about us a neutral person if something happens to you something doesn't happen to you you are quite neutral you know many times there are so many people within our own complex within our own society and we don't interact with them maybe in our own area we see them day to day but uh, we are not connected with them even if that person passes away and we see his funeral rites are getting performed we are udasinaha because we were not connected to him anyway right similarly there are the people who are also udasinaha with us and then there are vaishya vaishya means envious people <laughs> this list will be little big mostly so you can have all those people of uh, enemies bidali people have a lot of enemies than friends so you can have the list of all the people who are dveshya who are a dveshi who is a dveshi by the way dveshi means one who acts against our desire you want to do something you have a desire to do something he will block he will not allow you to uh, perform and execute your desires so anybody who is checking our desires then he is a dveshya so lot of dveshis will be there they don't want you to progress they constantly waiting to pull you down they don't want you progress all the time so such people are dveshas so definitely there will be some people in our life who will also be dveshis right then madhyastha who is a madhyastha so these people madhyastha means sometimes they glorify us in front of people sometimes they defame us so in front they will talk very nicely and then they will go and do backbiting so in behind our back they will be telling so many nonsense things about us true false all those things right so such people are madhyastha sometimes they are good to us sometimes they are bad to us and you can also check in your life and make a list of all the people who are madhyastha it will really help you really very helpful if you know these definitions properly and you categorize people in these things then what happens is you know ah yes whom to deal in what proportion you will know very neatly 
where to invest your energy you will get very nicely whether should i invest my time in with this person or not it gives you some clarity so this is how we can have appropriate relationship somebody is a toxic person and if you are unknowingly uh, constantly investing a lot of time and energy then it is a great thing i mean you will really uh, be disappointed later you will become frustrated so better that we categorize people it might be difficult but it is good at least to some extent you know who is falling in which category right then dvesha bandhu who is a bandhu bandhu means one who helps us in uh, all the time any time any need any help there are people who are very helpful so he becomes a bandhu sarvastastita mama roopanam krishna says sarvastha roopah mama roopanam if all these people are there in your life and if you are able to have equal vision and you are able to see parmatma me in each one of these people then your samabuddhi then your intelligence is fixed you have a equal balanced intelligence see it is very easy to see parmatma in friends but to see parmatma in enemies very difficult ari the enemy is also called as ari ari means is constantly trying to fight with you and pull you down so to see parmatma in such people is very very difficult just see krishna had explained about equal vision previously also in the previous chapter he said right that uh, what did he mention anyone remembers the shloka he says that vidya vinaya sampanne ब्राह्मणे गविहस्तिनीशूद्रिंग to a person who was in uh, the yoga ruksha stage but here when krishna is talking about samabuddhir he is talking about a person in yoga ruda stage so person in yoga ruda stage not only he is seeing every one uh, animal and all these people uh, all the living entities on equal platform but he is also seeing the enemies the dveshis the neutral people everybody on equal platform so this is uttam adhikari stage a stage where you have become perfect you don't see any difference in anybody why because you will only see the parmatma in everybody you will see that oh the same lord whom i love is also present in that enemy so what you see in that person is enemy not the enemy but the parmatma just see that is the vision that we get not so easy so difficult right to see all these things why because our mind is disturbed right now we have still not become prashantah when you become prashantah then it becomes easy to see an enemy also like a friend but right now it is not possible it is not very uh, easy for us to do that so what happens is when we come across these people these people are not always sticking to us just like there are straws in the water you know the straws in the water they are floating and when they floating sometimes they come together because of the waves 
and after some time again they disperse. They come together, they disperse. You must have seen sometimes the straws. They keep coming together, they keep going away. So many times in our life also you see, we come across people and then we again disperse. We come across people, we disperse. This is what is happening. And all types of people, all these people. Some, some people stick for longer time, some people for shorter time. Just like, you know, just even a year back uh, before that, we were not aware that we will meet each other. But now see on this platform, somehow we have all met. Like straws, we all have come together. Bhagavad Gita has brought all of us together. But again, we don't know. The time of, uh, the time, the force of time is so powerful. There's always a possibility that we'll again disperse. Because life is constantly changing. Constantly changing. So with this, you know, relationships coming and going, people coming and going, we should not get disturbed. I may sound a little harsher also, but you know, this is how reality is. It's extremely difficult. You know, losing people is extremely difficult. Even for me, I'm not a Prashanta still, but still it is so difficult to lose people. The people whom you really uh, love someone whom you are very close to but the course of time will you know it will take us away all these people from us it's very powerful so we have to become very equipoised and so all these relationships are aupadika formal relationships in this material world all relationships are very formal they come and go like the straws they come and go so that is why krishna is saying don't get you know, uh, entangled with this aupadik uh, relationship. Aupadik means very uh, formal relationship. You become related to me, which is very swabhavik. Instead of aupadik relationship, you become, you have a swabhavik relationship because as souls, we have a constitutional uh, relationship with Krishna. That's our position. Swabhavik it is. To have relationship with Krishna is very swabhavik. And we have left that swabhavik relationship with Krishna and we are trying to have all this formal relationship in our life. So, and these formal relationships are always constantly coming and going, coming and going. So, this is not a good thing. This will keep us very disturbed. So, Krishna is saying, anybody, any type of people, just see Paramatma within their heart. I don't know if you have actually come across... Uh, you know, the Jatakas, most of you all must have seen your own uh, uh, astrological charts, right? Your Kundali. So in Kundali, you know, it generally astrology mentions about three types of people with the three Ganas. There is Manushya Gana, there is Dev Gana, and then there is Rakshasa Gana, Danava, right? So each one of us belong to one of these categories. Either we are Manushya Gana, Rakshasa Gana, or we are Dev Gana. Any of these categories we belong to. So, Krishna is saying, you see Paramatma in each one of them, whether they belong to any one of these Ganas, whether there is Manushya, Rakshasa, or they are Devgan, you see Paramatma. That is Samabuddhi. That is uh, equal vision. Just see. So, this is what we have to strive. Oh, see, we took Vedh name and Vedh is already here, joined us. So good, he became attentive. Where I hope that you are not coming here to get some gold. <laughs> I am not going to throw any gold. So, if you have come with that greed to get some gold, then I am really sorry. <laughs> okay. Alright. 
so I cannot add into the this thing because it has reached the limit of more than six. So let's go to the next verse. Let's see what Krishna is going to explain in the upcoming verse, the tenth verse. And Hina uh, Mataji, you can unmute yourself and let's chant the tenth verse. Sometimes these uh, fonts are not very clear, but let us try. So, is this visible to you, Mataji? Yes, Prabhupada. Just hold on, just hold on, one second. <clears throat> okay, sometimes the fonts are not very clear, but yeah, I got it. Please try to listen and then repeat after me. Yogi Yunjita Satatam Yogi Yunjita Satatam Atmanam Rahasistitaha Atmanam Rahasistitaha Ekaki at a chittatma Ekaki at a chittatma Nirashir Aparigraha Nirashir Aparigraha Once again Yogi Yunjita Satatam Yogi Yunjita Satatam Atmanam Rahasistitaha Atmanam Rahasistitaha Ekaki at a chittatma Ekaki at the chittatma Nirashir Aparigraha Nirashir Aparigraha Wonderful. Please read the translation. A transcendentalist should always engage his body, mind and self in relationship with the Supreme. He should live alone in a secluded place and should always carefully control his mind. He should be free from desires and feelings of possessiveness. Hare Krishna. Yes, very important. Thank you. So just see, a person who is a transcendentalist, a yogi, uh, he is always rahasistitaha. Rahasi means secluded place. You cannot be in a disturbed place if you want to do dhyana. Right? Then, Ekaki Yatachittatma Lirashir Aparigraha. Ekaki. He should live alone in a secluded place. Ekaki. He should not be disturbed with too many people. And then he is completely free from all the material feelings and possessiveness and all these things, right? So, very interesting. This is also very interesting. Uh, uh, Shloka Krishna is explaining here. Rahasistitaha. Very important. Many times when you are uh, having some office meetings and corporate meetings, you see, when people gather in a meeting room and you want to present something, all the lights are switched off and the projector is on. And then when the projector is on, everybody is disconnected from the external world. Everybody is focusing on the screen. Right? So if you want to have a meeting here in this material world, people create this atmosphere where you completely get 
rid of all the external distraction and then you focus on the presentation. You have that laser light in your hand, then you have the pointer, then you have a proper dress code and other things. Just see all these things and then you are ready to go for a presentation and you present it in that atmosphere. So imagine for a meeting in this material world, people make so much of arrangement. Don't you think that a yogi who is actually going to have a meeting with the Supreme Lord, he should also have some arrangement? Definitely he should have some arrangement. He needs to get create that atmosphere where he can do dhyana. Right? So that is why Krishna also has a personal chamber for meeting. You know, just like the great people, many big people in this world, they have their personal chambers where they meet people and when people are in these personal chambers, they discuss very strategic things. They discuss something very uh, intense and which makes uh, and gives them a lot of profit. You know, they don't want to waste their time in petty things when they're discussing in the uh, personal room, the personal chamber, right? It's a very uh, intense thing. So if a big person of this world can make some arrangements of having a personal chamber where he can take proper decisions, why? Because he's undisturbed. In his personal chamber, there is no disturbance. Government offices also, you give many, many big officers in the government, you see they have their personal chambers and they are totally undistracted. Only one or two people, their PA is the only person who comes in and out their office. Generally, nobody goes. Right? So similarly, the Paramatma also has created a chamber, a personal chamber and that personal chamber is right within our heart and he's sitting there and he's saying that if you now want to focus and you want to have a meeting with me in my personal chamber, then follow the protocol, the protocol of Astanga Yoga, the protocol of Dhyana, right? Just imagine now in a meeting room when everybody is... Uh, uh, very keenly listening, uh, something very important that you are presenting, everybody is absorbed and somebody, some, uh, yeah, there is a ringtone that goes on. Somebody's mobile goes on and it's ringing. Everybody in the meeting room will look at him and he feels so uh, disgusted and he becomes very self-conscious and people think, oh, why is this, this person disturbing us, right? In a meeting room, if there is a slight ringtone, it will disturb everybody and uh, it is not a uh, proper etiquette to uh, have ringtones on during the serious meeting, something very serious. Now, meeting Krishna is a very serious thing. You want to meet and you are actually having dhyana in this personal chamber of Krishna and then there is a ringtone that goes on. Which ringtone? Not a mobile ringtone. The ringtone of all desires. Suddenly the material pop up and material desire will pop up and it will ring in our consciousness and that dhyana is gone. Is it not? So, we should avoid that. Ringtones of our desires should be minimized and completely stopped. If you want to have a serious business with Krishna, serious business means you want to enjoy with Krishna, then you need to switch off all these so-called ringtones of material desires. That's why Krishna is saying here, he is unattached with the so-called feelings of possessiveness and all these things. Nothing of that sort. He is completely isolated from the external world, but he is completely with Krishna. So that is how we need to actually understand. And because only then you will be able to go to the spiritual world. Right? 
these days uh, a lot of talks are happening on the vaccination passports right many people are talking about vaccination passport if you cannot have you don't have vaccination passport then you cannot travel you need to be fully vaccinated then you can travel so if you want to travel to the spiritual world then you need to be vaccinated <laughs> vaccinated so that you not carry these material desires just like why you are vaccinated because you not carry the coronavirus you don't have to when you are vaccinated it is saying that it is said that you have to be you are away from this coronavirus and you are safe now to travel so krishna also wants to ensure that you are completely vaccinated from all this material desires before you go to the spiritual world we need to get this vaccination passport so there is a protocol that we need to follow just see if here in this material world we need vaccination passport then imagine to going spiritual world we definitely need vaccination passport right so we have to become immune now we have to become increase our immunity to all this material desires and possessiveness all these things we need to give up give you a very simple example very beautiful example is mentioned in the shrimad bhagavatam 11th canto it is said that how a bird is sitting on a branch just imagine a bird is sitting on a branch and it is totally unattached to the branch and the bird sitting on the branch is fearless but imagine you are sitting on the branch you will have some fear of falling down just imagine on top of that if somebody comes and tries to cut off that branch then you will become even more fearful right but the bird do you think it will be very fearful even if somebody comes and cuts the branch do you think that the bird will be fearful no obviously no why it is not fearful because it has the ability to fly even if the branch on which it is sitting is cut off by somebody the bird is not attached to it and is fearless so similarly a yogi a transcendentalist he is completely detached from this material existence he has no feelings of possessiveness whatsoever so when this body collapses or somebody tries to cut this off he is already liberated he is a transcendentalist he has transcended he knows how to fly and go to the spiritual world just see such a beautiful example shrimad bhagavatam is giving us this but if we are attached to the branch then there is fear but when there is no attachment then there is no fear just see so we have to get into the personal chamber of krishna that is what we are looking for that is where our real destiny is so please get your vaccination passports to the spiritual world right in this lifetime don't wait just get by hook or crook do something and get it and the easiest way is chant hari krishna mahamantra that will actually give us all the immunity that is required from this material existence so all of you ready to get your vaccination passports i am ready if you are ready please say yes in the comment section okay good very nice <laughs> everybody is excited about vaccination these days so moment you say vaccination everybody wants to go on board so everybody is getting taking the jabs so we should also take take jab and that jab is the spiritual vaccination right that will be really nice 
Okay, good. So Kaushik is saying he has to log off very shortly. No problem. We just have another uh, few minutes, two more slokas. But there is a question I see there in the comment section. Prabhuji, one question from the prior session. You mentioned sages have control over their breath so that they have lifetime of hundreds of years. But if they know goal is to be one with Krishna, why extend their life for years and years? Good point. Actually, the reason why these sages, the yogis, they extend their life is because they have to realize God. Now, in the Satya Yuga, realization of God is not so easy. And especially for Ashtanga Yogi, the Pranayama is the fourth stage. So what happens is, when you have complete control of your breath, the duration of your life is increasing. When your duration of life is increasing, then by that you have the capacity to go to the next stages of Pratyahara, Dharana, Dhyana and Samadhi. Because if you don't have a long lifespan, then you cannot complete all these stages of Astanga Yoga. So why the yogis used to attend, extend their lifespan is because they have to complete. So once they are completely confident, yes, now I can actually extend my lifespan, they have the control of their lifespan, then they will go and perform the other stages. They are incomplete. So they will complete those different processes, the different steps of Astanga Yoga. But if the lifespan itself is not there, then you cannot finish because Realizing God through Ashtanga Yoga is very difficult in Satya Yuga. But now in Kali Yuga, because we cannot do all these things, then it is very simplified. We have to chant Hare Krishna Mahamantra. Even in Satya Yuga, if somebody wanted to attain the Supreme, they could have actually gone through chanting also. And there are many great devotees who have done wonderful devotional service to the Lord, even in Satya Yuga, and they have attained perfection. This what we are saying is really specific to Ashtanga Yogis. Because Ashtanga Yogis many times when they get into Ashtanga Yoga and until they come to the stage of Dhyana, they are actually going into Ashtanga Yoga with the desire of getting mystic powers, Ashta Siddhis. These Ashta Siddhis are very powerful. So most people get into Ashtanga Yoga because they want Ashta Siddhis like Hiranyakashipu. 10,000 years of Ashtanga Yoga he did. Why? Because he wanted to become very powerful. So most of the Ashtanga Yogis, they extend their lifespan and everything. Why? Because they want to get this Ashta Siddhis. Not every Ashtanga Yogi has this uh, ultimate goal of achieving Krishna. Although that is the purpose, Yoga is actually to connect with Krishna. But since they have not got that ultimate goal, they want Siddhis, they get into this Ashtanga Yoga. To get Ashtanga, all these Siddhis also, they have to extend their lifespan. The extension of lifespan is required for them to gain this astanga, this siddhis, right? So, I hope that clarifies your question to some extent. Okay, so we have 11th and 12th, two shlokas together, but uh, we'll not be able to cover both of them because it needs some good explanation, and it's already uh, 10:40. And uh, I have to go for another session also. So we will continue.
from uh, the 11th verse because 11th and 12th they are connected and it requires another set of explanation and other things. So we will open up first question answer. So now if you have any questions, let's take some Q&A. So that will be nice. So this is how, uh, uh, you know, uh, the Siddhis, the Ashtanga Yogis generally were striving mostly for uh, the Siddhis and not for ultimate goal, all of them. So one day, you know, once they know that, okay, Krishna is the ultimate goal, then they think, oh, Ashtanga Yoga was not really necessary uh, to attain Krishna. Just by following Bhakti, you can attain Krishna. So that is the ready-made process that we are following right now. Okay. So any questions, please. Achutanji or Hinavataji. Any questions, please feel free to ask. Let me see if there is anyone on. Okay. Any questions? So we have discussed some very nice uh, uh, shlokas today also. So please uh, contemplate on these shlokas. So we have understood that how we can become prashanta, we can become triptatma, and at the same time we can also uh, become the perfect yogi by not becoming attached to any of these things. And then we develop an equal vision to all the different kinds of people that we come across in our life. So. If you have this basic understanding, then it will be very useful in our day-to-day -day dealing with people. Because when you start understanding that Paramatma is in everybody's heart, uh, automatically our aversion to people will decrease. We will see, oh, anyway, Paramatma is there. Right now, he or she is acting in a certain way because of uh, the mad mind each one of us have. The mental pressures are there, ego is there, many things are there. So people deal with us in different ways. But a Prashant Atma will see that, okay, Paramatma is there and that's most important for me. I have to relate with that person through Paramatma. So with that, you will get a lot of confidence. Right? So any questions, please feel free to ask. Uh, if there are no questions, then we will continue from the 11th uh, Shloka uh, next week because wonderful things are going to come. Krishna is now going to explain how to perform yoga? Ashtanga Yoga Dhyana, he has given until now all the one, one set of instructions. But now he is practically going to explain how this Ashtanga Yoga has to be uh, performed so that you can attain the stage of Dhyana. So how to attain that stage of Dhyana? That uh, Krishna will explain going forward. Okay? Alright, so if uh, there are no questions, then uh, we will stop here. And uh, uh, we'll again meet next Sunday. Until then, please take care, uh, stay safe, and uh, we'll be in touch. Any questions, you can always feel free to ask me on WhatsApp also. By the way, I was planning to create a separate uh, WhatsApp group. Uh, right now, I was having a uh, broadcast, and that is how you were receiving messages. But it's good that if we have a WhatsApp group exclusively only for our Bhagavad Gita Study Circle team here, uh, all of you devotees, then it is very nice to ask questions and share some uh, important content, right? So I will create a group uh, and I will add you all into that group. Okay? Yes, Prabhupada. Hare Krishna. Take care. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, Dev. Hare By the way, Hare Krishna, Kumar. Uh, I will send you, Dev, uh, the... 
what's your gmail id you can please send me so that i can uh, yeah. get connected with you okay i'll send yeah. you i'll so share that uh, video with you audio with you hare krishna take care hare krishna Yes, Kaushik. Hope you are doing well, and uh, it's quite late. But thank you so much for joining again.